Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we're speaking to Michael Hodgson. He's the co-founder of Freedom Raveware. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. I am doing fantastic. Oh, great to hear. So Freedom Raveware, tell me a little bit about the business, how you started it and how e-commerce has helped you to get where you are today. Yeah, cool. Well, Freedom Raveware is, uh, we like to say it's the world's most sustainably made rave fashion. Like that's uh, arguably pretty small segment of the apparel industry, but also arguably the most fun. So, you know, we really enjoy what we do making uh, clothes for people that go to music festivals, things like Coachella, Electric Daisy Carnival, uh, Tomorrowland, um, Glastonbury, just big parties. We want people wearing our clothes there. I started the company with my, at the time, girlfriend, now wife. So we got that. <laughs> that was some work. And that's a story for another time. But Alyssa is the designer of the business. Uh, she has a beautifully creative mind. And I do everything I can on the business operation side to keep up. Fantastic. So you two must be quite party people then in that case. <laughs> you know, I think it started that way. You know, it was right after college that um, that we started the company. So I was 23, held a job anywhere else. It was just right out the gate. And I thought, well, I have a very limited window of time to be able to potentially live the dream, the dream goal, which would just be having fun and like learning and growing and being at least somewhat business minded because I jumped around to a couple different things and uh, uh, throughout my, my college years. So I think... Yes, we're party people. We love people, but the ability to spend a lot of time partying and invest as much time as you need to build a business, a meaningful business, you have to be able to balance that. And so, you know, we we play really play really often, and we work a lot. <laughs> Play hard, work hard, I'm sure. So tell me a little bit about, how, you know, how, how when when did you launch the company and did you sell straight into online, first of all? And do you do any other avenues at all? We went to a music festival together. It was our first festival. It was in uh, just outside of Los Angeles called Hard Summer. The event had maybe 30 or 40,000 people. And that was big to me at that time. And I just really enjoyed the experience of being able to see all of these different people. It was like, I had come from this really high pressure, top competitive, you know, in an academic environment. Like I was doing biochemistry, Alyssa got her degree in chemistry. I did uh, international studies as well. So there was uh, this battle inside of like business, politics, science, like where do you go? Sports all these opportunities. And then at the music festival, that's where it, in a weird way, it was like, I just want to be around people. And Alyssa felt the same way. She had made us, um, she, she just, she loved that experience. We went to another music festival about a month later 
and she had started to make some clothes for herself, an outfit, and she like hand painted an outfit for me. When we went to the music festival, the people there loved it, as many people who have gone to a music festival know, like if you dress loud and crazy, it's a fun conversation starter. It's a great way to meet a friend. And um, we actually are still good friends with people we met that, that very day. But about halfway through the show, I was looking around and this one had maybe 60,000, 70,000 people, you know, brightly colored, wearing fluffy boots and bejeweled rave bras and crazy stuff that you'd see, you know, like a burning man. And I looked over at her and I was like, you know what? Like, do you think you could make more of these? Because people kept coming up and asking, like, where'd you get it? Like, I want one. And she's like, yeah, I could. And I was like, all right. That's when I was thinking, okay, I can, I'm going to figure out something in e-commerce. We'll figure out how to make this work. I remember in school seeing the graphs of e-commerce adoption over the next 10 years and being like, well, clearly that's probably a pretty safe space to go. So all those things kind of like led to the moment of being like, I, we, 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 one, are delusional enough to think we can do it. Two, we're educated and talented enough and hardworking and competitive enough to just take the risk. And we also didn't have any pre-existing jobs, titles, or anything. We we're basically just in this little sweet spot of time where you could do something for yourself. And yeah, eight years later, uh, we have a really awesome uh, festival brand that's yeah, I could speak on a, for a bunch of different things, but that's the origin story of, of how we, you know, decided to start the company. Fantastic story. So let's talk a little bit about growth and specifically in the last year or so. Your yeah. last year's growth rate was 9%, which has led you to be number 24 on the US Lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands. So how do you think you've achieved that over the past year? What's happened this last year that's been a bit different from previous years? Yeah, so what happened was, coming out of covid the uh pandemic obviously pandemic like shut down festivals so what we did with the machinery that we have in our facility which we we produce and manufacture all of the clothes that we make in san diego at a micro factory using the the latest and greatest in um and technology available for manufacturing not specifically just like our e-commerce tech stack however the the you know governmental limiting of, of activity was also the governmental implementation of an urgency for us to figure out a solution elsewhere. So we doubled down on investments that we had already made in sustainable manufacturing before the trends of that were accelerated during COVID for uh, reshoring production in the United States or just trying to avoid some of the supply chain issues that were arising we we were just like well we're already we've already made some of these investments we can see the tide that's that's moved and accelerating so we need to like really ride this wave we uh, invested uh, just over three hundred thousand dollars in um, new sustainable equipment on the manufacturing side in the middle of the pandemic at like the worst of it because it was like this is the way out that coupled with our ability to then take people from a uh, staying at home kind of, you know, how do we build community? You know, how do we like figure out another way to do these things? That just strengthened everything from where maybe we were weaker in prior to the pandemic, but then going into the pandemic, then it was like we had fixed everything. And once the society started to open up, that's why we kind of got like a rocket engine attached. And as soon as festivals were back, then it was, now it's just been absolute growth and crushing as a result of sort of those macro trends on the micro investment for 
uh, inventory planning accom accompanied with our um, uh, investments in sustainable manufacturing, we can take our products from ideation design phase into uh, cut and sew and then onto the website with real models and not like, you know, 3D mock-up models that have lower conversion rates, but the, the real deal literally within the same day. So we started to do um, weekly collection drops and it was this accompaniment of manufacturing capability with the insight into the inventory of what's selling quickly. And then that just accelerated this really awesome uh just growth engine between, okay, like we don't have supply chain issues because we've invested to not have those. And we know exactly what people are really responding to because, you know, through inventory planner, Google analytics is connected. It's got our Shopify integrated. We see how many people are looking at the pages. We know what is going to do well. We can see how to optimize the conversion rate. So all of those things came together for the rocket engine that we have attached to us now. Yeah. Amazing. And I guess that for you guys as well, your kind of peak season isn't necessarily um, Black Friday Christmas like most retailers it's the more summer festival times so responding to trends and responding to uh, new festivals popping up is really important so being able to have that one day turnaround must have been fantastic yeah I mean if you think about it from you know maybe like the, the physics point of view of like the flow dynamics right if you have people who are going from a retail environment or the seasonality of, of the predicted trends through retail but, but then you have like these little eddies around smaller little sub markets. And then there's weird fluid flow dynamics occurring in those areas where like apparel fat, like rave fashion, that's kind of weird. Like, what is that? But there's all of these like little micro seasons in it because we have festivals that are happening in Europe nonstop, festivals happening in Australia, the United States. And people after the pandemic really wanted to go out. They really wanted to get out and see people. So we're still seeing a massive increase in the attendance of people going to music festivals, which is very weird as the like macro recession discussion becomes more and more prevalent where it's like, yeah, we know that people don't want to go out and spend money and go to do these things if, if the pocketbook's getting squeezed. But we just are not seeing anyone stop wanting to party. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've seen similar statistics about this whole experience um, side of things. It, 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 people have been cooped up for such a long time. You, you try and take that experience off them, even if it like if it means that they can't eat, you know, eat eat steak for the rest of the week or whatever. You know, people are really prioritizing having a good time and and just that experience side of things. So um, yeah, it sounds like a really interesting segment of retail to be in. So tell me a little bit more about the tech that's really helped you like go for this growth you know what's the one tip that you would share from a technology perspective with um, our audience for you know hitting those growth numbers i think it's mostly to do with the community of it, it's the product market fit between the way that we make our products all on recycled material you know, delivered quickly, made in the United States, sort of that contrarian view to like how things have to be versus like, well, you, you don't have to do it that way. It just takes more effort to do it this way. And so it's like, I, people resonate with that. And so because the core message there is dialed, it means the tools can help to accelerate you. You can have the best you know, inventory planning system on the planet. If the people don't like your stuff, it doesn't really matter. You know, if they don't vibe with your message, if your retention is 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 not high enough, which we have 
a 48% retention rate currently and for like for people within 30 days to come back and make a second purchase in apparel the average is roughly 26%. So we're doing something right on that community fit. So the tools are all awesome tools. It's just it doesn't really matter if you don't have uh, uh, the right message. So we know that millennial and Gen Z men and women, but we do sell mostly to women, but men and women are really conscious about how things are being made, but they're also like price conscious. And so you can't just go roll out with something that costs a hundred dollars and say it's made from plastic water bottles. Here you go. Like they don't care. They just want something that fits and maybe isn't going to have such a negative carbon like footprint or something that is damaging to uh, needless consumption, you know, something that doesn't last or be uh, around for a while. So I, I think those things come to mind and I hate not directly answering your question. I really do. But I just feel like it's how well can you communicate your message and then leverage the, the tools at your disposal? For us, it's it, we are a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. We produce the product. So the ability to invest capital into more paid ads for acquisition is cool. But only if our acquisition cost is low. And your acquisition cost is only low if the messaging is right. And the messaging is only right if you're actually passionate about what you're doing and get it and, and care, you know? You know what, this whole, the whole messaging and community has really come through on this series of the podcast. Um, So many people have been talking about how community is really important, not just with growth, but also, you know, future as we head into kind of like quite a a concerning um, few months, maybe years ahead as well. So yeah, having your, your brand advocates at your fingertips is really important now. Um, And uh, yeah, definitely in good company there. And so what about technology that you're looking to support? future growth you know like, is there anything coming down the line that you're thinking oh yeah if, if you know we had an unlimited budget i'd love to roll that out tomorrow there's a lot of really exciting technology coming to the market i'm sure you know a lot of the audience is, is tuned into that uh, specifically things around um, artificial intelligence being able to you know maybe um, understand the customer experience through a natural language processing perspective something that's going to open up maybe the ability to, to create queries that are, they answer a question in an even more relevant way than maybe a Google search. You know, something that's really going to get to the meaning of um, sort of understanding language even beyond our own like human capacity, like a super intelligence. So this type of stuff with, you know, GPT-3 and is cool things with, uh, um, we're, we're currently working on integrating a the uh, OpenAI uh, Dolly for, um, a image generator that we then use to print onto our products. So we have artificial intelligence generated images that are then being printed onto our products. And that's really cool and exciting, but it's it's like our little skunk works. And I think you said, if you had an unlimited budget, we definitely don't have an unlimited budget, but we do have unlimited passion, I feel. And so we just didn't like, I, at night I'll come home, I'll spend my time doing these little like skunk works. And then I wake up, you know, five in the morning and I'm just like raring to go for whatever we're doing through the day at the business. There is definitely not a pause going to be placed on that passion of yours. I can feel it coming through the computer screen. Now, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. But before I let you go, as I said, you ranked 24 in the US Lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands. What does that recognition mean to you, the business and your employees? Positive reinforcement. But, you know, there's there's just a lot of work to be done. So it's cool to get the, the validation. We will continue to 
provide the best products possible to our customers. And we will certainly, our team will have as much fun as possible doing it. So uh, those, are my, those are my words. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Michael, thank you so much for your time and all the best with all your future growth. And to our audience out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'll be back with you with another episode very soon. 